Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Speak Easy podcast. My name is Moss. I am Lee Ham. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. We are also joined by Kick Mental Health's Ali Bingham. Ali, how are you doing? How are you? I know too bad yourself. Not bad at all. Moss, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Just uh, watching the Liverpool Man City game whilst we're recording this podcast. Oh, oh, football is. Uh, I mean, I like I say, it's football. I hear not any clue about it. That's when you told me the score earlier. I was like, "Is is that expected or unexpected?" <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Ali. Ali, you you like football? Do you know? Uh, I watched. I watched a bit of it the day, but I'm kind of keeping quiet about that because it didn't go the way I wanted. So, <laughs> like Ali, the Rangers fan, to be honest. <laughs> He's no comment. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> let's say let's go. Let's get straight into your facts for the day. I really like the one I've got. Um, so, has, have all you got your facts? Eh? We do. We do. Nice. I I've got mine. Beautiful. Right. I'll start off. So, no number from one to ninety nine includes the letter A in its word form. What? Aye. Think about it. I, I sat there and I was like, I was going through all the numbers and I was like, I'm not counting all the way up to a thousand. Oh, 999. Uh, Google says it's real. It must be. That's pretty impressive, eh? I, I, I enjoyed That's it. <laughs> Who's next? Who's I, going? I'm going through all the numbers in my head now, just like trying to, <laughs> trying to catch you. But I'm, I'm not very good at counting, so I'm not even going to attempt it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most on you go. That's what yours. Right. So, this is actually to do with kind of mental health, just for the keeping to the theme of today. One man has saved more than 200 people from suicide uh, in San Francisco. You know, they obviously they have the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. People, yeah. it's like one of the you know the places that people always unfortunately jump off and, and, and commit suicide. But there's a police officer, Kevin Briggs, who actually has depression himself, and he's talked to more than 200 people uh, on the ledge of the bridge throughout his career and saved them from, from jumping. That's impressive, man. That guy should be knighted. That is cool. What a guy. Oh, fuck, wow. Goodness. Uh, what about yourself, Ali? What you got for us? This, here, I'm not going to lie, this is a cracker, right? <laughs> <laughs> the highest mountain ever discovered is on Mars. Uh, it's three times higher than Mount Everest in the size of Arizona. Wow. Sure, what that's mental. That's unbelievable. Isn't that's it? a that's a fair size. Like, where did you find that? Usually, I'm going through other facts, and I didn't find anything like that. That's a belter. Well, but no, got to lie, but I usually do. I go to Google oh. and then go to maybe the fifth or sixth page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Amazing, wow. being back in uni, just going to the fifth or sixth page, and no one knows I've like copied an essay or something. <laughs> that is beautiful. That is beautiful. And it was and it was number seventy five hundred facts. Oof. Wow. Get Ali on for another 493 times and you'll have more already. What we'll do is we'll just pack your stuff and we'll leave this podcast to Ali. Thanks, Ali. Aye. <laughs> I've peaked. That's it. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good job. Oh, I just got that. Jesus. <laughs> right. Anyway, let's get straight into the purpose of this podcast. So, as most of you guys who are and girls who are listening know, Ali is the founder of Kick Mental Health. 
um, and we're just going to let you talk about what it is and tell us your story um, as well. So, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, if you don't mind, of course. So, firstly, just tell us why why did you start Kick Mental Health? Uh, when did you start it and, and, and kind of what made you start it? Yeah, so we started back in October 2019. It was really just an idea at the start. We had we actually used to play football every Wednesday and we were starting to struggle for numbers. So we put out, I think I put out a tweet just saying if anybody was struggling and they just wanted to have a, a kick about for an hour, then give me a message. So it kind of did it grew for there. I think we got maybe 10, 11 people messages interested. So there was definitely a there was definitely an interest to move forward from. So I'd say the next week we booked a park in Lanark. And on that on that night we actually had more people turn up than we than we actually anticipated. So I think we played eight aside when it should have been five or six. So straight away we could see that there isn't really much there's not really much out there for people. I think that's the, I think that's the big thing. That's that's what they say. I, I agree with you there, Ali. So we we moved for there. So we just we just started. We got a name called it Kick Mental Health. It was pretty explanatory. It wasn't. My thinking didn't go into too much detail about that. But so. Within, I think within a couple of weeks, we think on Facebook, we hit the 1,000 1, likes straight away. Well, so we definitely seen an interest straight away, straight away. So then, so we were in Lanark for four or five weeks. And then all of a sudden, we had quite a lot of people from West Lothian start to come over to Lanark. So we thought, this is an avenue we can go down. So within... Within a, maybe two months of running the group for scratch, we were in two areas straight away, which we didn't really, we didn't really think we would happen in the first place. I, I, in my opinion, Ali, you're doing a you're doing a fantastic job, eh? Like, like you, for the sounds of it, it was something that was completely spontaneous. Like, we need a couple of people for football, and then realizing yourself that it actually helps people with mental health. Um, I no, you're doing a great job. Mark, that's one. Like, that's one of the main, like the the group, the demographic of people who don't normally come forward either when they are suffering from mental health. Like you know these lads, you know people our age who play fives, play sevens, week in week out. Normally, it's those people who don't come forward and say, Do "You know, I'm I'm having a bit of a rough time. I'm having a bit of a a tough week," and come forward and and say that and and say that their mental health is affecting them. You know, on a on a set day. So it's great that you've actually done that with a group of people who maybe wouldn't normally step up and, and speak out. Yeah, I think we were always going to go down the the football route to start with because I came, I was actually coaching at the time with an amateur team in the local area and I was at that stage where I didn't really ken what I wanted to do, if I wanted to stay coaching or if I wanted to try something new. So kind of took the plunge, to be honest, seeing seen a couple of groups down south that done maybe a wee bit similar. They call it football therapy. Fair enough. Some of them some some of the groups have maybe a wee talking bit after it, but we just went with the hourly football just to get there first. And it's an avenue that we've looked at over the 
before COVID hit, but obviously once that hit, everything get put on a wee bit of a hold. So what what do you do? Like obviously knew that the 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 football is obviously on hold. What other ways do you put yourself out there to help people? Um, how else can people get yeah. in contact with you and stuff? I will. I'll just start from when, when COVID hit. So we were the first first thing we kind of had to go from is we were purely physical activities. So going to a, so going to a kind of place where everybody's locked down. We try to we were racking our brains to try and find the different ways. So the first thing we kept it in the football routes, we went down FIFA Pro Clubs. Uh, that lasted maybe two or three weeks. Then a lot of people started to were interested at the start, but as people started having the usual quiz nights and stuff with their, their family and their pals and that kind of that died off. So we had a wee look and we thought, why don't we try a why don't we try a kind of a chat group? So we we thought Zoom was the best one to start it. So I think we started our Zoom calls on maybe the third week of lockdown and we we started with two a week, maybe for three, four months. And then we cut it down to once once a once a week, just because it was the same conversation sometimes. Yeah. Every can between them both. So we cut we cut it down to once a week and then we seen a massive a massive uptake. The two people the people that were coming to maybe one session at the two all came to one. You're maybe talking on average, say maybe twelve, fourteen people. And we've seen that all the way through lockdown. Yeah, I mean uh, um as you're obviously aware. I'm I'm part of these Zoom calls that uh, Ali does. Um I was in a very dark place at the start of the lockdown. I had an accident and I couldn't walk. Um my, well I could walk but I was aided by a stick and I had the first time ever I had a mental breakdown. Um and I wrote on Facebook and it was actually Jay. Jay is a has been a member of the uh, Kick Mental Health since day dot. Um he had he had suggested to me to come on and I can remember that full week making excuses to myself. I'll, I'll I'll be on, and Jay was chasing me up that full week, and he was like, "Just come on, just come on." And I was like, "Ah, oh, no, no, no," and I done it, and I'm thankful I done it because I needed that conversation, and it was just it wasn't use interrogating me. It was everybody just making sure that we're all right. Okay, we're all speaking to each other. There's a lot of new members. I'm not going to name names because some people might not want their names flung out here. But Jay, yeah. Jay's got no choice, he's involved. Um, <laughs> and then after that, like obviously, I, f- I felt much better. But now I feel like I'm giving back. Uh, you gave to me in the first place. Yeah. You put me in a better position. Uh, just somebody to speak to. And now that I'm giving back to you is by being there for other people. Um, and you, you can't go wrong. Like Being involved in the Kick Mental Health group is, is amazing. Because some of the characters you've got, your people for all different walks of life, speaking about absolute nonsense some of the chats you hear in there are fantastic but it's different characters and it's something that's it's needy day like some people didn't even probably don't even realize they need it until they've had it eh? it's always it's always got to be a nervous thing to start with people don't really nobody really knows each other within the kind of chat like you said we're a mixture of people i think the last time we spoke, we had easily over a hundred people join us since mm-hmm. starting lockdown, and I'd say we've we've covered probably every region in Scotland. Plus, we've had five or six people from down in England, so the uptake is definitely there. Aye, I say. I mean, 
you're doing a great job. Uh, see, obviously, you didn't need to go into detail, but I take it you've been affected by mental health at some point in your life, and that's why you were pushed, like you pushed yourself to start something like this to help people out. I think everybody's been everybody's been affected by it at some point. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I've been majorly affected by mental health yeah. to the part where I've been really, really struggling, but I've I'd be between 18, 19, 20. I've, I've had my hard times. It's more yeah. seeing people... I, I stayed in Lanark at the time. It's more seeing people in that area struggling. There was a lot at that time, especially with the Lanark being close to Motherwell Hamilton, which at one point was really badly. It, it was a real big problem in the areas. So, yeah. And I've seen a couple of my pals go through it. I've had a couple of their pals take their own life as well through it. So, kind of, I want to try and create a group where what they would have used if they were still, if they were still here. And I'd, I'd like to think I'm creating a group that I would have used when I was eighteen, nineteen. That would have helped me as well. No, hundred percent, Ali. I totally agree with you. Most I don't know about yourself. Have you had any like you feel like you've been down or something? You feel like you've needed something. Yeah. Of course, everyone's been through some sort of uh, period in their in their lives where things just aren't what's the word going swimmingly well, shall we say? Yeah. Um, without getting into too much detail, obviously I felt it as well, and you can obviously people can turn around and say I've never suffered from mental health. I've never really had a bad, you know, a bad week in my life or something, but. That's just papering over the cracks, really, isn't it? Because there's always something that goes on in your life. There's always something that happens that maybe just isn't right. And for someone that's, I won't use the word normal, but someone who doesn't have mental health um, issues or, or anything related to that might think it's just a bump in the road and it's normal and it's expected and they just they bounce back very quickly. Yeah. But there are others who... It's just the way our brains are wired. I don't want to get too technical and too scientific, but with some people, their brains are just wired differently. And, you know, if it happened to, to me, for example, you know, it could affect me for a long time. And whether that's just, you know, having insomnia, not being able to sleep for a, a while, you know, for a, a few days or a week or so, or whether it's impacting on the way that, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you can't think of anything else but that. So it impacts on your job. There's various degrees on how mental health affects people so yeah i definitely have suffered from it in the past and i wouldn't shy away from that um, and obviously in my line of work i see a lot of people um you know being a pharmacist i see a lot of people coming in who are on medication for yeah. mental health issues um and it's sometimes so good to see them turning a corner and actually feeling better uh, and coming in and thanking you do you know for the support you give them oh, because it's quite a taboo subject isn't it it's quite a you know, it's it's not very well spoke of nowadays, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of needs people like Ali and and um, you know organisations like Kick Mental Health and even this podcast to a certain degree for someone to just pick up and listen to and be like, Do you know what, this has actually put me in a really good mood, or it's been really good to just listen to someone have the same sort of experience that I have because mm-hmm. no one's alone. Yeah, I've had a, a lot of comments recently, um, people messaging me, and it's just them saying, look, listen. You're doing your podcasts and keep them up. Uh, I don't know, like a lot of people are enjoying them because they're listening to two 
people, oh, well, three than now with Ali, but this is three normal people here in a conversation. You know I mean, we're no, we're just, we've all been through your stuff and other people have gone through stuff and sometimes just this wee podcast is actually doing them a world of good. And then on top of that, we've got like Ali in the background that's doing other stuff that we can also push people onto if they didn't want yeah, to speak to us. Yeah. Um, but and how you say as well, Liam, like when you say you can't wait to record a podcast because it puts you in a good mood as well because yeah. you're talking about something that maybe other people um, want to hear or maybe just give you know having a laugh with your with your pals, you know, like having a laugh with me on a on a Wednesday night, you know, recording know. a podcast. <laughs> it, it's just good fun. That's it. What were you saying there, Ali? I think like I think like you said, some people don't feel like there's a lot of help out there. But I think one positive being in the central belt of Scotland is you do have a lot of good groups out there. Yeah. Not just charities, but actual groups. I'd maybe say we're maybe blessed is the word to have maybe five or six good groups that all that are all there to support mm-hmm. you in the in the one area. I no definitely. It's like like uh, most said, he sees like people for like starting to turn a corner. See some of the people you see in the group, like you speak to them the first couple of times they come in, or you can see how down there, and then it, it's just like a light switch clicks, and they seem to be they've just warmed to everybody else because they realise that everybody in that group is, are there for the same reason. We're not there to judge each other. We're there because we want to be there and we want to help each other. And it's good that you've put that into place for people to be involved in. Um, I, I, I mean, I thank you for hearing it. Eh? It's, it's, it's such a good thing. Great, it's absolutely brilliant. You get all these. Um, sorry, I was just going to say you get all these. You know, so at work we deal with something called CAMS, C A M H S, Child and Adolescent Mental Health Services. Um, and Ali's right; they do support you. And the Central Belt of Scotland has so much support compared to where. You know, when I went down south for uni, there wasn't really this much support that was there. So I think the Scottish government have put a lot of money and, and resource into it um, to have, you know, mental health services, not just for, for child and children and adolescents, but also for adults as well. Um, and it's great that obviously, as you say, Liam, that Ali's doing this because it just means that there's that. It's almost informal, isn't it? It's not. Yeah. It's like the, the bridge. The, it's kind of bridging the gap between going to your doctor and or going to see a nurse and just like brushing it under the carpet this yeah. is kind of breaking the gap I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm the most kind of formal person in the world so what is the stuff that we do is kind of just off the cuff we don't really we don't put a great lot of plan in it sometimes you can overthink groups like that it's about the, the main thing about it is just having the conversation it doesn't need to be, it can be as deep as people want. Somebody can come on and just say, how are you feeling? And they can go, I am no bad. And that's fine. You won't you won't pressure them to say any more than that. Whereas you've all got some people who will come in and you say, how are you? And you'll just see everything just release. Mm-hmm. The, I think the good the good thing about, about me, for me, is that I've seen everybody grow in confidence over the full thing. I think I've missed one Zoom call since we started. And that was through illness. So oh, that was... even the people that even the people that help out, I've seen them grow as well. So they can take they can take the Zoom calls. They can sometimes I can just have the the luxury of sitting back, and everybody else can just speak amongst themselves because that's that's a, that's the kind of stage you want to be at. I don't want to be constantly 
well, as much as I want, I don't, it doesn't, I don't want it always to be my kind of voice. You need the other voices there to kind of normalise the conversation. And I think that's definitely one of the big perks of it. And we wouldn't have these Zoom calls if it wasn't for lockdown. So one massive positive to come. That's true. The whole situation. Can I just ask you a quick question about what your plans are for after this? So obviously after lockdown and after all this is kind of finished, um, hopefully it's, it's soon, sooner rather than later. What's your plans? Are you planning to get back to doing the football or plan to meet up in person and have groups, you know, with you know, with different people? I don't know obviously how, how far in advance we're talking before that's even allowed, but yeah. what are your plans? The first plan would be definitely to get the football back. Thank God you said that, mate. I'm gasping for a game of football. Thank <laughs> God. So, uh, we'll, keep her, we'll keep her to original so we'll keep our Lanark one which was on a Wednesday and we'll keep our Livingston one which was on a Saturday on a Monday sorry and we are looking at, there was a there was quite a lot of interest that just before lockdown finished we're looking at maybe putting a women's session in Livingston. Good. Always our, our our original sessions will always be mixed. Sometimes women do like to have session where it's just their own. And if that's what people want, it's what we'll we'll, we'll basically just we'll, we'll put the groups in place that people want. We won't can we won't put them in. We'll put them out there. That's a good idea. Like uh, the only problem with that is if you tell Mister Peace where the women's only group is, he'll be standing at the gate staring at them. <laughs> Some man. No, that's a good idea because some women don't want to be involved with the guys when it comes to the mental health stuff. But the football, they'll enjoy that. Okay, I mean. Um, yeah, since we had during lockdown when the stages went down a bit, I think we got three sessions in Livingston and it was our biggest uptake by women since we started. So the mixed ones do work, but it's always an option there if they yeah, want it. Yeah, sometimes it. What other, sorry. what other plans we would look as just before lockdown as well? We had a charity match. So we took 22 guys through East Kilbride for a charity game and 15, 16 of them hadn't hadn't played 11 aside in maybe five, six years. So that's definitely something we've got to keep going. And going with the chat groups, it's still kind of in conversation if we're going to bring them, if we're going to keep them virtual, or if we're going to maybe bring them into communities. But because because everybody's from different areas, I think it will need to stay virtual. Yeah. Yeah. You can come to the football, Liam. You can be the referee, mate. Or you can be the guy that gives us the oranges at half time. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I was, I'll, I'll, I'll genuinely come along, eh? Um, I'll watch football, but it's I've got two left feet, honestly. There's no point in me. We've had, we've had requests for walking groups, hill, hill walking and stuff. So, I think it's we're hoping that the restrictions don't last too long. But there's no point in making loads of plans until we at least get a wee bit of glimmer of light at the end. You just don't know how long this is going to last. Where that's the thing. Yeah. Know, and you don't know when the restrictions do lift. Are you going to be able to travel? Are you going to be able to meet in groups of more than six and all this sort of stuff? So it's I think you still have plans for afterwards. Yeah, I always say at the start that we wouldn't try and not get ahead of ourselves. You want to make sure the group is here for is here for a long time. Whereas we don't just want to start flinging groups out in different communities, and then a month down the line we don't have enough people to take them. It, it wouldn't help us, and it wouldn't help people out there. So. As long as we can 
maintain it at a solid kind of structure. Yeah. Where now I've got about I've, now I've got about six or seven people helping behind the behind the scenes. Then we can work together and make sure that all the groups are running properly, and then we can maybe look at going into other areas once that's. On top of this, like you work a full time job. I mean, it's not like you you're a full time you you work full time. You've got two kids, and you're still able to put in the extra effort to look after people. So I totally appreciate that, Kevin. It's, it's you put a lot of effort in it, and both your your missus as, as well. She's involved in it. Um, yeah, there's I don't. She probably doesn't get the credit she deserves. To be honest, aye. she's since I've been back at work, she puts a lot of work behind the scenes and the merchandise and stuff like that. Stuff that I just couldn't do running running a full time job mm-hmm. as well. If there's anything that needs done, she keeps on top of all the social medias during the day. Again, there's a lot of stuff that goes to running it behind the scenes, and she does a lot of that now for That's us. That's class. I think uh, me and Moss have got a job for us. She can be in top of her socials as well. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's like, if it wasn't for people like Laura and other people helping, it wouldn't, the group couldn't run. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah. It's, you, like, it's, you, there's so much effort going into it for so many different people. You need to be more than one person. Yeah, I think people. My lunch, my lunch times and breaks at work are phone calls, and as soon as I get back from work, I'll need to spend time with obviously the wee ones, and then maybe for ten o'clock, that's me back to organising bits and pieces and making sure the socials are up to date. Mm-hmm. As it takes a lot of work, but it's definitely worth it. It's definitely worth it. Sorry. I guess something so simple as it makes somebody day, somebody's day. You know what I mean? But I. I've, well, I think so. I, I hope so. I hope so. Eh? That's, uh, <laughs> it works for me. It works for me. I like any time I see a post, I'm like share it. It's a, it's there's reasons why it's being shared, Kevin. And ever since yeah, we met Liam, you've always spoken so highly of kick mental health. And ever since you know that we've been talking more now, you have said it's made you know played a huge impact uh, on your life and, yeah. and helped massively, especially after your accident. Yeah, I think I've actually. Uh, plugged them every single podcast I've had. Wait, we'll get the plugs in at the end. <laughs> Kick me off. But nah, it's it's about everybody. It's like we couldn't, I couldn't do it without the people behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we couldn't do it with the people that join all the groups. There's Zoom calls, and I was sitting at <clears throat> average. 15, 17 people every week. Yes. That's what makes it that's what makes it worth it for me. Seeing people from all over that don't know each other, having a chat and supporting each other. And there's been friendships came out of that. So I I mean I speak to I speak to a lot of people on a on a daily it um it's it's great. Uh but the only thing is I'm gonna to have to send you the invoice for a new computer screen because I need a bigger screen to fit everybody on it. Because the more and more people that are coming onto it, the squares are getting smaller and smaller, and I'm, my face face is right up to the computer. But it's good that people are getting involved. I mean, it's pick up the. You don't even need to get involved. So the Zoom call, you can you can join it. You don't even need to put your camera on or your microphone. You can just yeah. you can just speak. Eh? Um, I'm going to get onto the couple of questions because what we'll do is we'll get the questions done. We'll we maybe we we'll maybe plug a wee bit and then we'll get going. So one of the questions I got was from Zoe, and Zoe asked why you picked the design of the t-shirts and the jumpers and stuff. Like, what made you pick the designs? 
we had when we started obviously we had the logo to start that was just it was kind kind of just a basic logo obviously with the person kicking the football and just the name underneath we're quite lucky that quite quickly somebody was able to come up with a design going by the the kind of merchandise Mm -hmm. we've got we've got the printed tops i think we've got nine printed tops and they're all different designs so it's We've obviously got the kick mental health and some of some of them have got messages underneath and some of them have just got the actual just the actual name. Yeah. And then we've got two that's got the uh, just K and H. Yeah. So right. and about the, the training gear was it's something that people have been asking me for months. Well, actually since we started. It just took ages and ages, but eventually you got it yeah, Laura, Laura took kind of charge and we went round all the kind of companies and Mitre were, Mitre were really, they were they were really good with us and straight away they sent out samples and from there, I don't think we've had a complaint about them, it's really good stuff. No, no, I like wearing, see the, see the material of them, I like football tops and stuff, but like I say, I don't watch football, so I would hear Cheek actually putting one on, so no, I, I can wear this comfortably. Um We'll, we'll move on to the next question. So this question is, it says, can you ask why Ali is such a silly wee sausage? <laughs> 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 and uh, I've not to tell you who it is, but... I'm, I'm, I, can, I can who it is anyway, but I'm not going to name them. You're not going to give them the, the pleasure of bringing their name up. But that's, that comes to the kind of the comical side. It is good to have a laugh there because <laughs> Like the Zoom calls, uh, the Zoom calls maybe like fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. Yeah, it is just, just laughing at each yeah. other, and that's good. It's, it's good to support each other, but it's good to laugh at the same time. Aye, uh, it's good. Yes, and it was fun. Like. <laughs> it definitely was. It definitely was. Uh, just while we were talking about the design and stuff, um, this person also helped you, and they helped us as well. So on Instagram, it's graphics by Cal, uh, Callum Dunour poster. Uh, and that's this is Cal. what a guy, what a guy, the best in the business. It's not that I said it to him, right? We were speaking about it, and he, he obviously done your he done the designs for yourself, Ali. And I, I was just kind of talking to him about it, and he was like, Right, give me a minute. And I was like, Is he going to do this right now? Because I'm pretty sure, as long as Debbie's for his work's listening, he was doing it at his work. So within this, within 15 minutes or something, this poster was here. I was like, What a guy, what a guy. <laughs> One thing is, you do not want to see the amount of work I send him on a daily basis. Oh, really? You better employ him, man. Yeah. You need to employ him. Because it's not just it's not just logos. We've got our music stuff at the weekend. We've got just normal, just normal kind of graphics made up. There is a there's a lot there, there is a lot that goes into it. Uh, he's some man. He's some man, and he once again he's he's like a unique character in the, in the group. He's he's actually hilarious, and he is. Every- <laughs> Everybody brings everybody brings something different. It's the same way with podcasts and stuff. I think that's why they've kind of came off during lockdown because everybody's got a different, everybody's different. So that's, loads of different opinions, loads of different characters, which is the main thing. That is it. That is it. Well, what we're going to do is we're just going to start wrapping this up. Um, Moss, would you like to do your plugging because you're good oh, at that? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one first to the guest of the podcast, though. So, Ali, how can we get in touch? How can we what can we do? Tell us, tell our listeners um, how to get involved with Kick Mental Health. So if you want to get in contact with us, you can get us on 
the free social medias on Twitter, it's at Kick Mental H. On Facebook, it's Kick Mental Health. And on Instagram, it's Kick Mental Health. If you want to send us an email, it's Kick Mental Health at AOL.com. Smashing. Um, I had to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do that. We have to write it down as well because I'm now panicking. I'm sweating a little bit. So for us, we don't have a Facebook just now. Uh, Instagram is speakeasy.pod. So that's our main kind of source of communication with you guys, with our listeners. Uh, Twitter, pod underscore speakeasy. And the main one, so we also have an email address as well, sorry. Um, is it is it speakeasy.pod at outlook.com? Is that right? I, I think so. I think so. I we'll, get back to you. we'll link it at the bottom. But yeah. uh, um, the, main, the main one, as everyone knows by now, the most important one, patreon.com forward slash pod underscore speakeasy. You can donate from one pound upwards a month, um, and we will donate half of all. We donate half of all donations. That sounds right, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, to mental health charities across the UK. So, we already have three people who have um who have donated to us kindly. So, yeah, kindly. And um, was it is Dante? Dante is one of them. Um, yeah. so he actually messaged us. Dante messaged us just saying he's. Um, proud to help support a noble cause so thank you so much Vinny obviously was the first and then we also have Pete aka Fancy um, just he listens to a lot of podcasts he says but he really likes Speakeasy and he loved the uh, the shark conversation we had <laughs> so yeah I mean thank you so much guys for for donating and like I said patreon.com forward slash pod underscore Speakeasy to donate we will donate half of all your donations onto mental health charities and the other half, as we keep saying, will go towards Liam's new watch and mm, microphone. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. What, what kind of watch is that? I'm going to go for a Rolex, man. I've, I've wanted one for ages. You can yourself collect watches. I need to get myself a Rolex. We'll, we'll, we'll see what else is out there. We'll see what else is out there first. Uh, but I know, listen, I appreciate everybody coming on and speaking to us. Ali, thank you for being a, a gracious guest. Um I would like to get you back on maybe six, seven months' time once hopefully lockdown that's up. You can tell us how you progressed. Yeah, definitely, but definitely, but thanks for having me on because we I appreciate it. I'm saying I don't do a lot of these because I'm not the most confident speaker, but uh, I've enjoyed it. And it's stuff, it's podcasts like this that get the get the conversation going. So that's that's the main that's thing. Amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks a lot, Ali. If you could, if you don't mind, also yourself, even share. Once this is done, get it up your socials, get it sent out, get people getting involved. It'll work for both of us, you know. Um, but send it to your grands. Send it to your grands. Forget about your granddad as well, people. Aye, that's it. That's it. Well, for me, it's a uh, take care, enjoy yourself, much love, have fun, stay safe. For me, it's just a simple stay safe and thank you, Ali, mate. You're a star. <laughs> No problem. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you.